Hey everyone, and welcome to For the Love of Product, brought to you by the Product-Led Alliance. I'll be your host, Tiana Hanson-Drury, Chief Product Officer at Mina Technologies and all-around passionate product aficionado. Each episode, we'll be looking at the head and the heart behind product-led growth, the passion and the practice of product, and we'll be picking the brains of seasoned CPOs and heads of products, as well as visionary founders and investors getting their inside stories. Enjoy! Hello, and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Product. Uh, today, I'm joined by a woman who has a fantastic story. Um, I think it will resonate with many of our listeners, and her name is Nanika. Uh, Nanika is a visionary leader. Uh, she's had product and engineering roles. She brings a very diverse skill set of extensive experience across the past two decades, uh, working in various sectors, including banking, financial services, retail, e-com. She's acted as both head of product um, and head of tech, but she's also been a founder. Uh, and in all of those roles, she has demonstrated proficiency in leadership, strategy, team building, and community building, which is something we'll spend a lot of time talking about today. Nanika's background is hailing from one country and having relocated to another, to the UK, 15 years ago. And through that, she's cultivated a rich understanding and appreciation for inclusivity, diversity, and cultural integration, which I also think will be interesting. Um, Nanika has worked at both large corporations, mid-scale businesses, and across a variety of roles with companies like Compare the Market, Barclay Card, and Tesco. Uh, she dedicates time as a mentor and community builder today, which is all about her commitment to sharing knowledge, fostering growth within her field. And that's probably part of why she's here with us, uh, spending her time with us today. Nanika, where are you Zooming in from? Oh, wow. Thank you so much, Tiama. That's such a um, powerful and resourceful introduction. Uh, <laughs> I think um, I have not heard that for a long time. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I'm so fantastic. And it's Friday and uh, I've been really looking forward for the weekend. Uh, I'm so excited to talk to you. And I hope uh, we can have a um, healthy, as well as very fun way kind of discussion. Um, this is, I know, uh, you know, it's it's a podcast and where I, I am such a... Um, such a fond of a uh, lot of forecast, especially on the product tech and uh, women related uh, leadership kind of podcast. I hope we can talk something meaningful and I am hoping I should be able to um, share, um, should be able to learn from you and should be able to communicate something from my experience, from my career journey, as well as from my um, very, very diversified culturally, uh, as you said, rightly, you know, different country from my original country and now the country I'm living. Let's talk. Let's uh, dig in. Okay, let's do. And I have no doubt that you're going to share and lots of learning will take place. Um, so Nanika, uh, obviously, you're in the UK today. But as I said, in the intro, um, you relocated here 15 years ago. Um, you've been working in product and technology and engineering roles, though, for longer than that. And so maybe just to start us off, you can talk a little bit about the beginning of your journey, your professional journey. Um, because I know that you didn't start doing product, right? You you actually started in a different field. So why don't you tell us a little bit about those early days when Nanika was still in school and just getting started? Yeah, so that's, that's something, you know, very, really um, exciting and also a 
turning point in my um, journey. And uh, I'm glad that uh, you picked that. Um, yeah, you have rightly said, um, I didn't start my career as a product. Actually, I am an engineer and uh, I uh, passed my BTEC and then picked up the job. And uh, I did kind of engineering job for a couple of years. And uh, then at some point, this is a big story and uh, probably you love to um, dig down a little bit more. Um, this is the time long back around 15, um, 16 years back when I've been doing wonderful in the job for other people. Um, however, for me, I was not getting that sense of uh, satisfaction, fulfilling. I remember when I joined the first company, I did a couple of uh, months, six months, eight months, very good. Then I was kind of bored. And then um, I realized, I figured out what is that um, that is not getting connected. So I did speak to my manager and uh, probably it's the project he thought. So he suggested me to change the project and uh, we changed the project. Um, after that, the next project uh, it is okay. It was good for the team, good for the company. But uh, I, at the end of the day, I was feeling the same. So uh, then I thought probably it's not the right company, not the right uh, culture. So time to move on. So I decided to move on and picked up another place. And uh, after probation, after a couple of months and all, again, the same story. So uh, I have been looking for that excitement. And then finally, one night, I uh, sit down and uh, did ask myself, what is that? You know, what is that I'm looking for? What is that actually would be satisfying for me? Uh, then I concluded the problem is not the project, not the company, not the people. It is the me, you know. It is me and inside me, what is that actually I want? Uh, and this is where I uh, concluded probably uh, I'm not doing the right thing that is, uh, you know, I am meant to do. And uh, this is where I uh, almost spoke to me. I said, no, uh, you know, I am someone, um, I believed I am someone uh, who love to solve the customer problem, business problem. I want to see myself at the shoe of business and customer. And this, this kind of work actually brings a lot of uh, excitement, a lot of uh, fulfilling and a lot of satisfaction on me. And uh, I love technology, but I um, see technology to solve better as a product, to solve the problem of, you know, um, customer or business. Um, and I am someone, you know, always looking for the opportunity for the growth, finding that growth and giving it a step in terms of business case or, you know, um, anything. And then uh, talking it through and seeing that concept and the, you know, business case to bringing to reality, which is the product, you know. So that's something actually excites me. Uh, it's actually, I figured out I'm someone who loves connecting the dots and uh, painting the big picture, painting the story, and uh, always looking for that wow factor, you know, which actually excites the people around me, the business, the customers. Uh, so uh, that, those are the things which um, gives me quite fulfilling 
satisfactory and it energized me so then you know to conclude that is where i realized um probably the product would be the right you know place uh, rather than you know going and coding and that's where i decided to take a different trajectory so nanika i mean you were quite young at that time really right uh young in your career and it it takes a lot of self reflection to realize what connects you and what makes you excited about something and hearing you speak about how you eventually chose product and because you're good at connecting the dots maybe that's how you did this but do you have any advice for anyone who's maybe in a similar scenario where you know the the role just doesn't seem to be fulfilling them and they've changed projects they've changed companies you know they've changed verticals and yet still they're just not sure that you know, they're in the right kind of role. I mean, any advice for someone in that situation to reflect the way you did? Yeah, it's it's actually, you know, um, individual uh, attitude and individual how they take the risk. I'm someone who actually um, loves to challenge myself and um, I take risk. Um, I find any kind of mundane work very, very boring. Um, see, I feel everyone, uh, sooner or later, they will figure out what really they like, right? Uh, what excites them. If not in five years' time, 10 years' time, eight years' time, if not 10 years' time, 15 years' time, you will have your own um, learning, own uh, growth, right? Uh, the situation I explained to you, um, obviously, that was not a very easy situation. I have been learning. I was young. Um, I thought in my mind I completed my education and, you know, uh, parents, uh, you know, this is very, very um, common uh, who uh, wanted me to settle down because I have been earning. I have finished my job, I finished my education. So leaving that job and, you know, again, pursuing uh, MBA, which is what I did. Um, I left my job. I um, pursued MBA in a very um, reputed organization from India. So I got some uh, kind of, you know, no, do not do that and all from my parents or friends. But at the end of the day, I had to take them through my journey. I said to them, this is not what um, excites me, you know, you need to convince them. I spoke to a couple of friends, I spoke to my couple of mentors, uh, and then finally, you know, at the end of the day, people will talk different things, but you are the person um, who would conclude what works best for you, right? So anyone who is actually struggling the similar situation, um, I would say take a step back, reflect, understand what excites you, you know, and if you are not sure, talk to people, talk to the uh, friends, family, um, mentors, um, and colleagues around you. The more you discuss, um, the more you um, flesh out the, you know, the um, situation, it will be more clearer and you will be uh, one step closer to your, you know, dream place. That's that's very helpful. Um, and you said that this was a difficult process. I can imagine. I mean, this was, uh, you know, you're thinking back 15, you know, uh, 20 years ago now. But 
were there points where you had made this decision and you were telling your friends, you were telling your family in particular, um, maybe telling your your current colleagues that you were going to make this change and where you considered, am I not doing the right thing? Like, uh, because people reacted negatively or I think that would be helpful for anyone considering this to know what to expect in terms of pushback or, um, you know, concerns that people who care about you are maybe expressing. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, in that journey, uh, okay, every time you have a dual thought, right? Should I do, should I not do? Um, There are like morning you wake up fresh, yes, this is something I want, you know? And then over the day, I express, and you talk to different people, you talk to your mom, you talk to your siblings, oh, what you're doing, you have been doing great in the company, you just got promotion, everybody likes you, you are getting good salary. So then all those kind of things come up, yeah? Life is like that. But um, you yourself is the owner of your life, right? You should take that accountability. You need to filter out what actually you need to take and what you don't need to take. So I remember in that journey, you know, at some point, every time I was kind of dual mind, should I, okay, I can go ahead and I can see a different role within that job and within that company and all. But at the end, I said to myself, no, this is the thing actually I want. So ultimately, nobody, it's your life. You need to take that accountability and you own that, right? You you own that journey. Um, You need to leave your journey. Not other people will leave you. Neither you leave others' journey, right? You want to make your journey more authentic and, you know, you almost it's like identity. You have just one identity. So I believe Ninika Nanda being one identity, nobody can copy that, right? So um, this is where I have to um, protect my identity. I have to build up my identity and um, this is where I am. So I am, today I'm very proud um, that I took that uh, decision of um, leaving, you know, a secure job and then doing my MBA and then doing the things which really I love and which is really fulfilling. That is how I could able to you know, push myself for another 15 years, which is two decades. And also, I don't know how long I'll be working, but I'm, I do not think I'm doing something on others' direction. I'm doing something on mine wish and my direction, you know? I love it. Okay. So that was the beginning of your journey. Um, you know, let's, let's pick up here, right? You said you were in a very well-paid position, you know, you had been doing well in that role. You decide to make this change. What happens next? Uh, you just get a job as a product manager and it's easy from that point on, or, uh, was there more to the story? I imagine. Um, yeah, so easy in terms of I am not say easy, and I also would not uh, be happy to find myself in a easy place even now. Also, um, I uh, once I completed my MBA, I picked a business analyst, which is really fulfilling, which is more to do with the business and the product. And I started um, working for various farms in, you know, customer journey, um, in the, you know, bringing the business case, bringing the, building the strategy, um, even, you know, uh, commercializing those product and services and uh, uh, working on the growth. And this is really fulfilling and it was never ending one in another. And then, you know, I built, I built up my confidence in, 
um, utilizing my leadership skill, which I am, I believe, um, from childhood, uh, seeing myself, you know, uh, heading the classroom and then as a monitor to the school. So I always um, love um, empowering the people around me, you know, in terms of facilitating, in terms of uh, uh, showing them how to do and all. And that is always I have taken whether in the family or in the school or in the community or at workplace. And uh, that part of the leadership, I started um, you know, building more confidence uh, by leading, you know, small team to medium, medium team to large team, as well as um, taking the product, you know, in a small uh, version to multiple products or portfolios. And um, at some point, I had to move the country. So this is something was quite exciting um, and that I had to do uh, for good. Uh, that is basically to come and join my husband where he decided to be here. And uh, this is another turning point probably you would love to learn. Yeah, yeah. So you moved to the UK uh, to join your husband. And at that point, what was your career? You know, uh, where were you in the career at that point? Were you still doing business analysis? Had you made the jump into doing more of the product downstream work? Uh, where where were you? I have been doing uh, that time on a senior uh, position on the business and product side. And I have been leading a very fantastic, lovely team. And it was hard uh, to, um, it's a mixture of, you know, um, kind of living something uh, where you were born and brought up and, you know, um, um, you love uh, the work, you love your people, you love your friends, families. And then putting yourself to somewhere, um, you don't know what's going on, what, what is going to happen, to be honest. I came as a, there was some excitement, but I must admit there was also nervousness because I didn't bring that job here. I had to um, re resign from that job and then I had to come and uh, fuck settle. And it's a mixture of excitement in the country, different country. And, you know, it's totally different in terms of the culture, in terms of the weather. I remember uh, coming in December, seeing everywhere the white snow and um, coming from a place which is really crowded, you know, a lot of traffic and noisy. We wake up with, you know, a lot of, and we love food, love people and all, and coming here um, very calm. I landed off at Cambridge, December time, and uh, uh, it's beautiful snow, but morning when I wake up, I do not do not hear a single noise. So I thought, what's going on? I, I was not used to, I'm, it's, I'm not saying that's something, um, you know, weird or bad, but I have never experienced that, you know. Um, I came from Bangalore, which is a very happening and very um, noisy place. And uh, then finding um, here and the morning um, when I wake up, and obviously, as I said, like I left my job over there. So I was, I was kind of okay. Um, this is something I need to deal with. So that's the time I remember when um, I went to pick up another job. I can clearly, even when I go to shop or when I interacted with other people, I can clearly experience the cultural difference. Um, throughout my uh, 
career over uh, India, I have number of um, business. I have worked from US and European country, but uh, coming and living at another country and experiencing the culture in your blood, that is really different. Yeah, very well said. And I, I certainly identify with it as I myself moved to the UK from another country as well. So um, Nanika, I mean, you know, I'm glad that you mentioned that moving to the UK was a bit intimidating because I think many people who are listening to you probably are thinking, wow, this woman, she just throws herself into, you know, situations that are brand new and potentially quite scary, right? Uh, Switching from a a very solid, safe engineering degree to something, you know, completely different, Um, moving from one country to a new country without a role. Um, it, It seems like, you know, not being afraid of failure and welcoming unknown has played a very important role in the way that you have shaped your career and also your life. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, that is. I mean, there are more story to, you know, tell. Uh, that's not the end of the um, journey where I throw myself um, to very uncertainty or different challenges. That's something I love, to be honest. Um, it's not that I do not love stability. I do love stability. Everybody loves stability and security. However, I always look for the excitement in that. Um, I think my openness to uh, experiment, um, the way I have been welcoming the challenges, the way um, I put myself to different challenges and you know, always um, uh, thinking out of the box, that's where... Um, uh, I face, I experience a lot of opportunity. Um, it's almost like I always compare the time when I do not welcome change. And now that I have been welcoming the change and I have been uh, putting myself to different, different challenges and situation, it's the, it's the uh, you know, uh, full of opportunity, abundance uh, amount of opportunity, which probably I would not have experienced if I would have just been at one place and uh, um, just think this is the place for me. So this is probably my attitude not um, getting settled at all at one place, you know. So that's something I I must say um, is uh, my driving factor. I remember um, when I have been working for a well-known uh, bank Barclay, so working there almost two four years, and uh, it is it is a, a lovely platform. A lot of challenges within the bank, you know, um, uh, with the risk and all. I have learned a lot, but at some point I decided to uh, leave that and uh, go and explore the new. Um, aspiration new baby in my mind you know uh, that is where I have left the job and then uh, went ahead and founded vision propositions um, obviously uh, this is again very interesting story a lot of questions I have to face uh, why you are you know this is such a great place why you are living and all and I left that uh, everybody you know whenever you leave the job they will ask where you are joining right they always ask they they it's it's a like fundamental assumption that you got a promotion somewhere you got a good job but I did have that 
Yeah. So when I said that, and nobody was believing me. Oh, you are leaving a job without having a job. Yeah. So I said, no, I have something, um, you know, new and interesting things I would like to explore. So um, I have taken some time to experiment that. And that is the story. Um, that is the foundation where, you know, uh, the vision proposition came from, which really allowed me to not only to, um, you know, experiment my thought process, but also really uh, brought a lot and a lot of opportunities that probably we'll be speaking in our next, uh, um, you know, part, which I'm really proud of. Yeah, I think it's a great time to move into that. So what is Vision Propositions and how how has it shaped your life for, you know, um, the last several years? You've done a lot of really exciting stuff, but tell our listeners what's happened. Yeah, um, so this is something I just said, um, you know, it is like the scratch, uh, my entrepreneurial skill set. And I did that when I absolutely didn't have any idea how other people are doing. But this is something I felt, you know, quite different excitement. And this is why um, I detached myself from the full-time job, um, so-called stable and, you know, secure place, uh, monthly salary, and uh, forced me to uh, think out of the box and uh, throwing myself to challenge and taking more, you know, risk. And... Uh, Vision proposition has really allowed me to, you know, um, allowed myself to fail, uh, but uh, also realizing that uh, fail is okay. It's a norm as part of your journey. Fail, but fail fast. Um, and take that as a learning. Um, vision proposition has also um, brought my confidence level to another two, three, four steps ahead. And um, I must say, I have a stiff learning curve uh, through vision proposition, which allowed me to engage with, to partner with the various um, well-known corporate, um, uh, engaging with CSOT, um, chief product officer, chief technology officer, um, CIOs, directors, and uh, helping them in terms of, um, you know, bringing the business and moving ahead with the business and uh, uh, helping in terms of the growth, uh, through which I have been engaged with a number of corporate like Wallpay, Tesco, um, you know, uh, another industry like Horizon Discovery and uh, CompareTheMarket.com. So um, this has helped me to grow in uncertain situation, um, especially, you know, uh, you remember the COVID, it is totally different. So. Um, uh, through vision proposition, I have explored all the part of my um, aspiration and I have built different feathers on my hearts through vision proposition. Uh, and uh, let it be, you know, a retail strategy or it could be, um, which is during the COVID, you know, um, solving for a purpose or maybe um, bringing a very high growth uh, merchant service on the payment platform for Wallpay or could be um, bringing a tools in terms of the product and service which actually serves a number of consumers problem in terms of empowering them 
financially and uh, helping them to solve um, the money, you know, day-to-day -day expenditure, which is comparethemarket.com. So uh, I'm quite proud. Um, I have decided to take that trajectory. And apart from that also, through region proposition, I could able to engage with number of community, which is I'm really passionate about. I have also engaged in terms of mentoring, in terms of offering as well as, you know, uh, taking the mentoring for me because growth is something which is inevitable. You need to work out on you. On you. Um, I have given number of, uh, I, I have engaged with number of people, aspiring fellows in terms of sharing my journey, the product coach or mentorship, whether within the organization or outside. I have also engaged with number of um, eminent leaders, but especially on the women leadership, uh, because that's where I get my fuel. Um, it's it's so fantastic always to validate your thought process to ensure that you are in the right direction and take the advice and suggestion you might have for any difficult situation. Nanika, you've had a very inspiring journey and it's it's still going. Um, I'm curious for listeners who want to reach out to you and they want to learn more for vision propositions or maybe for the mentorship and community building work, how can people get in touch with you? What's the best way to connect? Oh, um, I just say like, I, I, I love people um, because um, they are the core strength here. Yeah? And um, Anyone who is interested to talk to me, they can reach out to me. You know, my LinkedIn is open. They can um, reach out to me or they can email me nanda.nanikar.gmail.com directly. Um, and any kind of advice in terms of uh, uh, career or if you are on a um, career break or I am a woman over 40. So uh, other part of the lie because I feel, you know, everything is integrated, right? Your personal as well as professional. Um, sometimes at the workplace, um, I might have seen or heard, you know, probably people might be uh, feeling a bit of weird. I talk, um, connect my personal, you know, stories, but this is very important. I have seen a number of women who struggles in, um, you know, in the career journey or the first-time mom, you know, or having any uh, kind of, whether you talk about, uh, you know, menopause or, you know, fertility issues and all. So um, any challenges over 40, you find, I'm happy to talk if it is not only career. And in, uh, irrespective of those issues and challenges, how we still can move ahead and build the, um, you know, our career trajectory and uh, achieve the dream we have been, you know, dreaming every day. This is normal. This is not something different, you know, and you go and talk to number of um, high um, achiever women. You will be surprised out of 10, eight or nine women has the similar kind of stories. So I coming to a question, so I'd be really, really happy if I can um, help or share any of the, you know, um, my career journey and facilitate um, those individuals to to move one step ahead to their dream. 
You're very generous, Nika, and I think that people will reach out to you. So thank you. I have two final questions for you. Um, the first is about, uh, you know, age, uh, as you just said, and also changing, thinking outside of the box, going to the unknown. Um, you know, some people think that the older they get, the less capable they are to change to make change like that. So, oh, I can't possibly change in my career now because, you know, I'm 45. I've been doing this for 25 years. Um, what would you say to someone who's who's kind of holding themselves back in that way? Um, it's a great question, Tiama. And I really, um, I'm really happy that you asked me because this is something, you know, I've been talking um, within my community, within the friend circle, uh, who is to, you know, take a change in their career. Um, you know, life is short, yeah? And uh, I what the advice I always give, whatever you want to do, do. The only problem is you, you know? It is you and your mind who is holding you back. Nobody is going to hold you back, you know? It's like I have a very um, favorite quote, um, you know, um, like it's your way. You should decide in which direction to fly, right? And the sky is no, you know, no one owes the sky. Yeah. So having said that, um, it's never been led to um, go and chase your, you know, um, dream. I have colleagues who have, you'll be very surprised. I have a wonderful colleague now who is my friend. She had changed her career. She was a lawyer. And now she is the working on the customer space in the UX. And when I spoke to her, she did explain. She did her, you know, degree in the lawyer. She did work, but she found herself. She's not actually enjoying that, making, you know, black to white and white to black. And again, you know, it's we are the human being. So five years, what you do probably in uh, after doing that five years or two years, you find you change your interest. Everything keeps on changing. It just do do or you know talk to people. Um, when you go, you remember like for example when I bought my BMW. Yeah, um, before that, when I was doing research, and when I go in the Role, I can see a lot of BMW. Yeah. So when you think about something, you'll automatically find the people around you like that and you can go and approach. Yeah. And you'll automatically find the way, the tools, the techniques which will drive you there. Yeah. So for those people who want to make a change in their career, just you just take the step, take the action. And it will, everything will be open up. You know, it's just you. You are sitting on the driving place. You are the driver of your car. Yeah. Which direction you have to drive, it's up to you. That's very, very good answer. Very inspiring. Okay. Last question. And this is something we ask everybody who comes on the show, Nanika. Um, and I loved, I loved uh, this answer. So um, if we had a museum dedicated to the world's most important products, um, which one would you say we should put in the museum and why? It's very uh, interesting question. I must say funny as well. Uh, you know, we product lovers, so we cannot, you know, it's like asking a mom if she has 
four or six children, which child is the most favorite? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's no, to be honest, it's really hard. But since we are talking on the podcast, I'll be talking um, three products. And uh, I hope I can uh, touch different aspects of the areas what um, I'm really uh, passionate about and which is really key ingredients for the people who um, are passionate about leadership and uh, also passionate about, you know, um, product, product technologies, uh, and also passionate about uh, loving themselves. Yeah. So first, very simple, I must say, Google Calendar. Um, this is something why I have chosen because I feel, and it is very correct, as a leader, if you can't manage yourself, you can't manage other, right? And Google Calendar is so beautiful in managing me, you know? So every morning when I wake up, I know everybody has planner and, you know, diary and everything and all. But Google Calendar on the phone, you know, every day when I wake up, I just see what is the main four or five, you know, things and all. And again, there is a reminder, half an hour reminder, in case you are forgetting, it will. So that is really very, very handy. It's not a demo. So um, I feel something like, you know, that and also maybe beeping and giving on my smart was always, you know, showcasing, okay, 10 minutes to do that and all. So that is something I would like to bring so that it would help you to manage yourself as well as manage other. Second is, um, I would like to um, think about a product which is purely on the well-being apps. And uh, this is uh, which actually I am following at the moment. Um, I've been doing regularly the yoga, which is Havild yoga every day. So this is a very simple, but very, very effective apps. And um, every day, uh, almost if not seven days, at least I try to do four to five uh, days, uh, 30 to 45 minutes is the yoga class. And it is so empowering, you know, it 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 almost like, you know, fulfilled with load of energy to you. It makes you so happy and brings a lot of excitation and uh, you feel um, quite, you know, in control, healthy. So this is a well-beingness. And I always talk to my team and the people around, you know, uh, me, well-beingness is really important, whether family or work. If you are not well, if you are not feeling good, if your mental health is not well, not only the physical, the mental as well, then how you are expected to serve better to the people around you? Yeah, whether it is family or friends, community or the work. So this is where I would highly recommend, you know, well-being apps. And third is, um, I had a thought on this. Third is a product which I would like to call 2B product. All right. And what it is 2B product is something um, I would like to see one day and uh, which I can envision a future um, with this product, which can integrate a lot of things, which is actually especially for the people like us, women, 
for underprivileged or for the people who are having difficulty whether you talk about you know different communities we talk about lgbtq or bm or something and this product should uh, do a multi multiple you know multi purpose and um, should bring lot of positive functionality which would serve to uplift the communities and i wish and hope each of the industry leader should have this product you know you remember like you know kind of a monitor in the when you go under reception which can see so what is the gender gap in the in their industry um it's like you know every day it should be beeping okay this is what and um the functions which i would like to say see on this is gender disparity um you know it should also advocate the equity not the equality you know there is a difference between equality and equity so uh, those kind of features and functionality i'm talking very highly um, vision so we can talk about features and functionality later but you know i don't want to go to that detail and um, it should function consistently you know reminding the industry leader until these gaps are eliminated yeah and um, while i appreciate the ongoing research and efforts there are so many things happening within the company you know they have been doing creating a lot of things um, the leaders are um, adopting a lot of tools techniques research how to nullify those gaps but this is something now to do now to do now to do you know and this is really important for you know for for our children and grandchildren so that the difficulties and the challenges we have faced we have been facing they should not be facing yeah and on the top of that also i would like to also add upon the few other things like bringing of green field um, features talk about the you know um, the climate you know which is the biggest challenge to be honest uh, so those are the kind of products i would like to you know see so that at least you know is is really we are too late we we need to um build up and act upon something for our children and grandchildren there is no point of um building your you know bank Uh, balance for your children um, children or you know next generation if they don't have a, you know environment to breathe so what what the money for so um, to conclude um, i think uh, i have a lot of ask but i would like to see one product to be you know all these future aspiring things whether you know um, gender gap whether you know the any kind of challenges we have been facing in the economy or in the uh, climate and also the equity oriented you know so that um, offering a platform uh, what can uh, empower them to perform at their best right it's like don't give the same suit to everyone give the right size suit to the individual right so yeah that's the kind of product i hope it's a to be product but yeah we can work out on that nanika i have to say uh in getting to know you you this this answer is perfect for you right because you're the first guest who's ever come on the show and imagined a future product that 
was the answer to this question. And that seems just perfectly fitting with you who just keeps imagining the future and not settling for what's in front of you. So thank you for joining us today. We appreciated hearing your story and uh, we look forward to following along um, and seeing where you go from here. Thank you very much, Diyama. It's such a wonderful to have me. And uh, I look forward to um, see a number of, you know, talk like this with you in future. Thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. Be sure to share the word of product-led growth far and wide and let your colleagues, friends, family, neighbors, and anyone you think who would like to know that there's a kick-ass product podcast on offer from the Product-Led Alliance. If you haven't already, don't forget to sign up to the Slack community and check out all our other great content, upcoming events, and other ways to get involved at productledalliance.com. And let's come back again next time to talk more about the head, the heart of product.